0: As a pastor, many of us are pastors here. We have some powers. We get to pick which books of the Bible we should teach the people God has entrusted to us. But now Chris, as MDO, a man, the powers he has now, how will he show that power? He gets to sit on more committees. (laughs) We love committees in the Presbyterian Church, and he'll show his power there. Let's overwhelm him with committees, and let's not. But the claim of Jesus here is beyond all of that. Absolute power, absolutely, in heaven and on earth. From the grandest whales to the tiniest microbes, from the farthest galaxies to every hair on our head, from the angels in heaven to every ruler on earth, over life and death itself. There is no corner of this universe that Jesus does not claim and rule. Absolute power. It's profound. Now, what did Jesus do with that power? What did he do with that authority? I mean, if he's got absolute power, he can do whatever he likes. What could he he have done? Anything. But what did he do? What did he choose to do? Something very profound. I mean, with all that power, he could have ended the world straight away. Brought about Judgment Day. Ended all suffering, wiped every tear, stopped every pain, restored perfect peace and justice with a click of finger. Absolute power and authority He could have done that. But instead, with all that power, what did he do? He commanded his disciples to go on making disciples. Now, that might sound okay to us, because we're familiar with this great commission, but it should strike us as strange Really strange. Why would the king of the universe need the help of these disciples? They were uneducated fishermen, tax collector. They're the ones who deserted him when he needed them most. They're just losers. And so why would the king of the universe, with all the power of the universe at his disposal, need these disciples? Well, Jesus, in his profound, wonderful wisdom, in all his power... He chooses to save the world this way, through weak people, through these uneducated fishermen, through this tax collector, through Christians, weak, frail, fragile Christians just like you and me. And so what was his command? Well, we read, have a look, go and pursue your career. Is that what we see? Go and make your life extremely comfortable. Is that what we see? Go and explore the world. Go and enjoy yourself. Now, not that those things are wrong or bad, but the command we get here from the king of the universe is, go and make disciples. Not sit around and make disciples, not laze around and hope you're making disciples, but go and make disciples. It is this mandate that never changes. For Chris, nor for us. And so, verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. This is the central command for all of us here and for Chris to hold dear. And obedience to it means we all do it. All of us making disciples, everyone, everywhere, leave no one out. Now, of course, this task will look different for Chris as he goes out around our state. But that task remains the same. And so what does it mean? What does it involve? Well, for many of us who are pastors here already, it's expressed in the ING word, the, the participles, baptising and teaching. They flesh out what it means to make disciples. So let's have a look. Verse 19, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And so what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, to baptise is literally to be immersed, to be engulfed, to be plunged, to be overwhelmed. Now, Jesus, when he spoke of his own baptism, he spoke of his own death. And so to be baptised in Jesus is to be united to him, with him, plunged in his death. And so for the disciples to go on making disciples, that is for them to baptise, immerse people in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is to Bring people to faith in Christ. And so though much of the role for Chris will change, that task of bringing people to faith remains the same. The task of evangelism, the task of seeing people turn from idols to the living and true God. And if you know Chris, he's he's a keen evangelist. It's one of his giftings. Early morning walks with the dogs, meeting neighbours, talking to others with dogs at crazy hours of the morning. It is ready to share the gospel. We've heard it over many years. Now the second part of making disciples is to teach. What is that about? Making disciples involves teaching disciples. And this too remains the same task for Chris. Teaching the flocks of God. In fact, teaching the shepherds of those flock. Teaching us who care for those entrusted to us. Bringing in and building up. Baptising and teaching That's the king's mandate, our one God-given mission. Though much will change, much will remain the same. But how is this all possible? It is a humongous task for any person. How is Chris able to do this task? How competent, how skilled, how eloquent must you be to, to tackle this task? How is it possible for any disciple to make disciple, to bring someone who's dead in sin to resurrection life? How is that possible? Well, Jesus tells us how. Jesus ends with his promise. The king remains present with his people. In God's kindness, the disciples didn't go about this task alone, like it depended on them, like it's through their efforts and strength. How were they able to achieve this and do this? Not possible on their own, but with the promise of Jesus it was. Look at verse 20. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And you see how marvellous that promise is. How Jesus ended with his disciples. That was promised when Jesus was born. Our typical Christmas passage, Matthew chapter 1. The virgin will be with child and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's how Matthew began. How now does Matthew end? Well, with this promise. And surely I am with you always till the very end of the age. Jesus is God with us always. Now, I suspect for many of us, it would leave us with a nice, cosy, warm, fuzzy feeling, though it is true that Jesus is with Christians always, he dwells in us by his spirit always. The promise here is not independent of the command. The command is to go and make disciples. And so the promise then is connected to that. As you go and make disciples, I will be with you. As you go and share the gospel, I will be with you. The salvation of any soul does not depend on you, but I will go with you. You see, that remains the same for Chris. It remains the same for us. Which means there is to be wonderful confidence and assurance as we go and make disciples because Jesus is with us. I mean, how hopeless would it be if that promise wasn't there? If Jesus didn't say those last words, if it depended on us. But because it depends on him, how hopeful... Should we be? How excited would we be? And how expectant must we be? As we go making disciples, Christ is with us. And so, disciples will be made. And so, here we see the king has made his authority known. That remains the same, always the same. The king has given his mandate, and that remains the same. And the king has now given his promise. That too remains the same. He'll be with us always till the very end of the age. And so, in fact, it's not just for Chris, is it? But it's for each and every one of us. Much will change, but much will remain the same. In life, much will change. Life is always changing. Our roles and our responsibilities always changing. Stresses and worries always changing. Our age is always changing, always getting older, hopefully wiser as well, but it is always changing. But in life, much remains the same. In fact, this must remain the same. The king's mandate to Chris, the king's mandate to us, go and make disciples of all nations. And of course, this task is too big for any one person. And that's why it was given to all the disciples. And that's why it's still given to us. And so in our denomination, Chris does have this very important role to remind us of this, our one God-given mission, the King's mandate to us, as Chris goes and serves the wider church, to equip us, to train us, to remind us. We're in fact in this together. Go and make disciples. And so just imagine what God could do through us for this state. I mean, just imagine that for a moment. If we see this unchanging mandate and see it work out in our life, just imagine, as Chris goes about his task of equipping more evangelists, as more of us engage in disciples making disciples, Just imagine what God would do. Because what came of those first disciples? Uneducated fishermen who went around making disciples, who went on making disciples. But through those 12, the world is never the same again. Now imagine what God could do with us. Chris in his very important role and us in our roles, different they may be, But just imagine what God could do as we all go in this great mandate from our king, making disciples of all nations like tentacles into our schools, into the universities, into our workplace, amongst our family and friends. That's a force to be reckoned with. Much will change, but much will remain the same. Chris, in his new role, will do the very same thing those first disciples did. As Chris has this wonderful privilege now to do it more widely amongst the wider church in our state. And so, of course, Chris and Rose need our prayers and support. And Chris and Rose, you go out from this church with our prayers and support and with our love. But in the end, let's remember how Jesus ended. You see, Chris and Rose go out, not just with our prayers, but with the promise of Jesus. Christ goes with you. For Jesus said, and surely I'm with you always till the very end of the age. Amen. Let's pray.